0: Good morning. This is Tom Dunlap from the Black Letter Podcast, and you're listening to our Monday Minutes. Let's get started. As the year ends, let's take a look back at the biggest copyright cases of the year. My favorite, the Fourth Estate versus Wall Street, finally ended a split in the circuits. It used to be the case that it really depended on where your copyright case was happening as to whether or not you could bring it before you got a copyright registration. The Supreme Court ruling in Fourth Estate versus Wall Street finally ended that circuit split. The U.S. Supreme Court said in March that copyright owners must wait for the Copyright Office to give them the green light to sue. That means your copyright now must be registered, so copyright registration more important than ever before you can file suit. Do it early, do it often. Good rule for copyright registration. Another big decision was Rimini Street versus Oracle. That case said that costs, and again, this is a Supreme Court case, unanimous decision written by Justice Kavanaugh, followed by the entire Supreme Court, said that costs in a copyright case include attorney's fees, but don't include these massive expanded costs that happened in the Rimini case, $12 million, which included things like e-discovery and expert witness costs. Court said, nope, doesn't include that. It's your attorney's fees. Plain meaning of the word. Another big decision I thought was kind of fun was the Marcus Gray versus Katy Perry Joyful Noise case, which is on appeal. I actually taught a CLE on that case. It involved Katy Perry's Dark Horse song and uh, and a guy named Marcus Gray's Joyful Noise Christian rap song. The artist's name actually was Flame. A jury verdict found that Katy Perry had infringed Joyful Noise. If you listen to the two of them, to me, they don't sound anything alike. And it seems to me like barely any part of the song was copied, if at all. So we'll see where that goes on appeal. Be very interested to see what happens here. Fun case. Two more fun cases and we'll be done with this Monday Morning Minute. Big fan of Star Wars, but also better fan of Star Trek these days. If they bring back Jean-Luc Picard in a March decision, Dr. Seuss Enterprises versus Comic Mix addressed mashups. And mashups is something that I think we're going to see more of soon because of this decision. They said it was fair use. In other words, it was allowed for the company Comic Mix to create a version of a Dr. Seuss book because they had transformed the comic book sufficiently. So the Dr. Seuss book is Oh, the Places You'll Go, which fantastic book. I think my, one of my kids got it from their teachers when they graduated eighth grade. But this Comic Mix company made a book called Oh, the Places You'll Boldly Go. So, they wrote essentially a mashup of Dr. Seuss and Star Trek. And even in the title, they split the infinitive, unlike Dr. Seuss. And the court said, that's okay. That's transformative. You can do those mashups. Then, the other fun ruling for the day to kind of close out our Monday morning minute and get you ready for your new year is a case that's sort of bananas. The case is Silvertop Associates versus Kangaroo Manufacturing. In August, the Third Circuit cited the Star Athletica case. Uh, Supreme Court 2017 ruling, when it said that this company Rasta Impasta, which had a copyright on its banana costume, that's a full size adult banana costume, and you can look it up on Amazon if you want to see what this silly costume looks like, could block a rival company called Kangaroo Manufacturing from selling a look-alike costume. The court said Rasta established a reasonable likelihood that it could prove entitlement to protection for the veritable fruits of its intellectual labor. I cited that because that's funny, banana, fruit, see what they did there. Um, anyway, those are, the I think, the biggest decisions. Thanks for joining us for this Monday Morning Minute and a little bit about copyright and a look back in 2019. Have a great day.